I'm Stephen Adams. This is down to Doug. I'm I'm miffed and peeved. That's not the word. Good morning. Welcome to the Down to Dunk podcast. You can find us where you listen to your podcast. You can find us on CLNS Media. You can also find us on DailyThunder.com. We're so glad you're here with us today. With you is Jay, Andrew, and Taylor. How far is heaven? Lord, can you tell me? <laughs> Slam through. That's a good one, man. Luke is in Dallas to watch John Mayer for the 20th time in the last six months. It's huge John Mayer fan, Luke is. I actually am a huge John Mayer fan, too. I'm a bigger Eric Maynard fan. Um, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> but we're getting closer. A bigger Eric Maynard fan than John Mayer I just can't believe it. That's actually true. Actually if, true. if what you said is true, Andrew, uh-huh. we have two weeks until Thunder Media Day. Is that real? Uh, no, that's not real. No, actually not real. God, I don't even know how weeks work. <laughs> but it's close. We've got three weeks. We are within the month. We are within the month that Thunder Media Day starts. Barely. But Barely. Yes. yes. We've got three weeks and three days. So we're still in off-season mode. Yay! The biggest <laughs> news story, though, of the last week that impacts Thunder fans was ESPN's The Body Issue. ESPN the Magazine's The Body Issue. Yeah. And the Benevolent King has a question for us just to help us really process what happened this week for Oklahoma City Thunder fans. It's a big week. And he says, when does it sink in that getting questions about our point guard's naked magazine spread and meatless chicken endorsement is your new reality? <laughs> and by the way, this point guard's name is Chris Paul. How do we get here? God, it's so weird. Did you all did you all read it? I did not. Did you read it, Tayshawn? Read the, ESPN. the body issue thing? Yeah. No, I mean I saw the pictures. I'm looking at all of the pictures right now. How does he yeah. look, man? There is one that is just hard to look at. It's the one where he's pretending to do like a side pass yeah. or something, and his leg is up, and yeah. uh, his face, he's like making a kissy face. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not cool. I don't like Chris Paul naked, and this is very edited. There's no way he looks like this. So what do y'all general feel of – the body issue. Uh, awkward. Super, right? No, very inspiring. Uh, I like it a lot. <laughs> Huge fan. Huge fan Taylor is. You go and buy the body issue? I really like it. Yeah. I mean, I won't buy the swimsuit, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit editions. Yeah. Because that is just, oh, that's embarrassing to buy at the uh, at the 7-Eleven. But if I walk into an on-queue and come out of there with the ESPN body issue, that thing is spread open wide walking out the door. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you like you you paused for a second in the middle of spread open wide. That was a awkward moment for me. <laughs> Makes me feel any better. Hey, Taylor. Uh, what did you, you think about? What? Now that uh, 
you and Chris Paul have the same diet. Do you also have the same body? Well, that's why I think that this is edited because he looks a lot. That's a lot like what my body looks like. (laughs) And so I'm thinking like I know the amount of work that goes into this and Mm -hmm. I don't think he's putting that in. (laughs) I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of light play, a lot of, you know, they're spritzing him with water or oil the whole time. You know, it's just these days it's too easy to make someone's body look good. And Chris Paul – some of his stances are just not cool. There wasn't anything super revelatory from his interview. Like he talked about taking care of his body. He talked about when he first came to the NBA, him and his brother would stop. They would stop at McDonald's on the way home, and then get in the no. He'd stop at McDonald's in the mornings and grab a uh, McGriddle, and then in the evenings they would swing by some other fast food restaurant, grab food, and head to the house. And I was like, well, that seems to be the diet that I continue to live out in my life. So maybe I should change. Uh, and then he also said that if he um, if he could change anything physically about himself, what would it be? And he said, if I was Boban's height, the league would be over. Which I can't imagine what that would look like. Yep, that's a cool... Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, if you were Boban's height with Chris Paul, with point guard skills... Yes, the league would be over. They have that's the dumbest thing ever. Two that's Bobons. like mutant players that we create on. This <laughs> that is, that's an NBA 2K player. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is totally a created NBA 2K. Okay, I want to be a point guard, but I'm seven foot three. It's like over the summer, Chris Paul grew <laughs> eight inches, and it's not. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's whatever, you know, it's. It's cool. I do think that it makes me proud of my point guard, man. I'm just the saying. diet. The diet thing is kind of interesting because he did say that he, after every workout, the past has had to get in the ice bath, and hasn't had to do that at all since he's changed his diet. What he's plant based now? Yeah, yeah, vegan. He has no inflammation. Yeah. None. All that beef is was inflaming his joints. So you know what I've. What I've heard, though, is a lot of the NBA players and NFL players that go vegan, about halfway through or after one season of it, they start incorporating more fish and stuff in their diet just because they can't get the ca- – they cannot keep up the calories. Right. Dame Lillard was talking about that. He was like, I can't eat enough. Yeah. <laughs> so he had to start like putting stuff back in his diet. <laughs> the old pescatarian diet, huh? Yeah, or I think he said he started – he started eating chicken and stuff too. Like he just, I mean, if you think about it, those guys can eat whatever they want already and burn that crap off in, you know, halfway through the season. So if you just can only eat plants, that's what a plant-based diet is. All you're eating is raw plants outside your house. You're not allowed to eat anything else. You're grazing like cattle. That's how you eat now. Yeah. All right, honey. You run out of grass. Go out there and pull up some weeds. It's time for breakfast. Yeah, man. That doesn't sound very good. You eat a lot of bread? Me? Yeah. Uh, I mean, only in the morning. Okay. But I try to, I try to like, not eat a bunch of bread because that's what you want to do. Yeah. But also, I'm not, I'm not like strict plant-based at all. I just loosely base my diet around that so that you avoid, the only thing I, you avoid I red meat. don't eat. Yeah, the only thing I just don't eat is red meat and pork. Yeah, that's probably healthy. And that's been a big deal. Which is why you and Chris Paul are the same person. Which is why it's also so upsetting that you two, 
um, have such a disdain for one another? Well, I think he likes me. I think this is a one-way street. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. What are the circly yeah. lights around him? In the body. The stars. Saying, stars, man. I just don't know what's going on. Do you see the uh, the picture I'm talking about where he's like doing this side pass? Is he and on he has a, a spider web? Face? Where is he? What is going on? And, and why is it okay for everyone to see his butt? <laughs> that's that's the real risque part about the body the body issue though. It's like, ooh, there's some booty. There's just lots of butts. Lots of booty. Which the I, whole thing is like, which oh, is fine. Like fun. truthfully, that's like I don't really want if ESPN the body issue is just like full frontal. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, like you don't want that e- that either. Of course, if it's full, if it's full frontal, I am waiting outside Quick Trip the <laughs> night before, like it's freaking Black Friday. They would have, <laughs> they would have. Uh, I don't know. They would probably move those issues pretty quickly, but they have a little bit more difficult time getting athletes to pose for that. I'd say I don't know who a majority of these people are that are in this. Rob Gronkowski's in there. Bruce Kepka. I don't know what Bruce Kepka is. He's like maybe the best golfer in the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now that you I said it, I'm like. You loser, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, buddy. We living under a rock. Dude, there's yeah. some guy holding the football, some guy holding the baseball Miles Garrett's bat. in there. I literally, I'm letting you know, I probably know a total of seven Nancy total. Lieberman is in here. Baseball. That's right. Nancy Lieberman's in there. That's one person I do know and wish that I had never seen this. <laughs> Aww. I got to see that. Hold on. <laughs> All right. Nancy. Hey, while you're looking that up, Taylor, I want to tell you uh, about something. You know, we work with CLNS Media and they have a relationship with betonline.ag. And here's the deal. I'm just going to tell you, if you do any sort of online banning, betting responsibly, this is the prime time to be in that world because you have NFL, which started last night, Green Bay 10 to 3 over Chicago, which is like snooze fest. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but then what else you've got? You've got college football. You've got Major League Baseball's winding down, moving into the postseason. And then before too long, you're going to have NBA games that you can bet on. Like, you will literally be able to get onto betonline.ag and bet any multitude of games, sports. And they also have, like, kind of really unique lines about, like, prop bets for NFL, different things like that. So I'm going to give you a couple lines, Taylor. I'm going to tell you if, if you like any one of these. These are just a couple that I kind of am thinking about. Okay, you've got me, brother. You've got the Giants at Dallas. The Giants mm. are getting seven and a half points. Betonline.ag. Man, I'm going Cowboys there. I think I like that too. Yeah. They, of course, signed Zeke. And so that's kind of an exciting thing. And then you also, pulling up here, you got Baltimore Ravens giving six and a half playing against Miami. I don't know. Ed Reed, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Ed Reed got in the Hall of Fame this year. Yep. Getting, get the, all the interceptions. I take Baltimore plus the points. Because I don't Miami, know, man. I don't know can't, that I, give, can't give Dolphins that many points. Miami's man. terrible. Anyway, so if you are a betting person, head over to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use the promo code CLNS50 
to receive your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this football season, football season, and get into all the action with betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Is Joe Flacco still the quarterback of the nope. Ravens? Okay. He's on the Broncos? Lamar Jackson is. Yeah, Joe Flacco got traded to the Broncos. I forgot about that. The Broncos may not be as terrible as I feared they is he were. starting for them? He should be. They don't have anybody else. Case Keenum, maybe? Uh, yeah, that's that's your NFL talk for the day. Uh, <laughs> we could do a, a contest to see if I could name five NFL players. For real? Okay, go, go. Joe Flacco. One. Um... That's oh. weird that he's one of your five, by the way. It is strange that he is Baker one of your... Mayfield. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Zeke. Yep. What's his full name? Do you know? Zeke Amadeo. Yep, Zeke Amadeo. Um, <laughs> um, dude, I don't know. Dude, there's like the big stars. The big stars. The big old stars. Um... Sam Bradford. Tom Brady. Sam Bradford's no longer Sam. in the NFL. He's not? No. No. He made his like $80 million and just got his body torn to pieces. Was it guaranteed? Did he get guaranteed oh, money? Oh, dude. He made gobs of money. Okay, good. Um, and Tony Romo. No. No. This is not real. This this can't be real. I, I do not believe it. Tony Romo's not in the NFL anymore No, either? he's a... About to be the highest paid commentator in oh, really? all of media. No clue. He's asking for like ten million a year to do play by play for or not play by play color for CBS. Good for him. Well, you know what I'd rather do at this point to talk about the NFL? <laughs> do some Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Sam Brad. <laughs> Sam Brad. First Twitter, first Twitter questions from at Blake underscore Llewellyn. Who within the Oklahoma City organization needs to prove themselves this season? Who do you think is the top of that list? It's Billy Donovan. That's right? what my thought was, too. Oh, really? Who are you I thought say? it was Terrence. Terrence, <laughs> Terrence Ferguson. Hey, man, in your yeah. third season, prove it to us. What is he supposed to prove? It's time, dude. He got he got a lot of time last year, a lot of experience. If there's a time for him to show out, it's now. Yeah. And you guys were talking about this, too. It's like it's a it's time to start thinking about paying him. Mm-hmm. So I think I do think it is closer than you know he's still young. Give him time. It's like well not with a contract coming up. <laughs> there you know like hey, you do need to see a little bit more. I'd rather not see a little bit more. Get him paid on a lower contract and then he can prove and then it. he can show me a little bit more. Prove it later, Terrence. So Billy Donovan's in the last year of his contract. Yeah. Probably most people would say, at least regular season, well, I guess total, he's underachieved. Yeah. Um, but there has always been some sort of factor in that um, that has given in a built-in excuse for, for some people. Uh, some people wanted him fired pretty much from the moment he took the job. Yeah. Um, and some, I think that the last two years, we've started to like really recognize that some of this is Billy's issue. Yeah. Um, the question comes like with a new roster, Chris Paul, Danilo, like obviously there's still some veterans on that um, that would have us. Yeah, but would have yeah. an expectation of how to play um, and really assert that. But you do have a team in theory that should be a little more moldable into your image. And so that's why I think like we've talked about this before. 
Um, this is the year where Billy Donovan, like, dude, if you think you're going to be an NBA coach, mm-hmm. you better show it this year. Yep. That's for real. I'm not sure who else. Like, who else has to prove it on this roster? I mean, I think in a different way, I'd say Chris Paul. Yeah. Like, I think Chris Paul, if he wants to go and play for a contender or be substantial in the league for the remainder of this contract, or at least part of the remainder of this contract, like, he needs to show that he can be healthy, that he can get That's along true. with get along with the team, mm-hmm. um, that he can lead a team by himself still. Like, because it's been a while since he's he's been able to do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he hasn't been good, but he, he's been good as a secondary piece for the Rockets for the last three years. And so... Um, and this body issue is the first step towards rehabilitating <laughs> his entire image. That's how you do it. And becoming a six foot two point guard would help. And showing everyone your butt. Showing everybody your butt. All right, next question from at Pepsi United. This is a fantastic question. Who is your dream young player that's already in the league to pair with Shea? And what would we have to get give up to trade for him? And then just to piggyback a little bit, this other question is from at Outen Jack. What are your thoughts on the rumors on Devin Booker, top OKC, two OKC for picks, or Adams to San Antonio for Jakob Pertle and fillers plus picks or whatever? So number one is I feel like it's important for us to just say that these are complete, like these rumors aren't coming from any trusted source. Yeah. So I'll just say that, like, this is more theorized, like, oh, these could be potential players to kind of pair with um, this young core. It's like, oh, the Suns are terrible. And Devin Booker doesn't really maybe make sense for them always, except for he makes sense anywhere, apparently. But maybe the Thunder would like him. That's kind of how this Yeah, started. the Thunder have a lot of assets. Yeah. The Suns are terrible. So going, they, back, going yeah. back to Pepsi United's question, like, who's the ideal young player that you think fits with Shea well? So, does it have to be somebody that's potentially available or just anybody? Well, let's start with anybody, and then we will tell you, we will make it, so we will make it available. Giannis? <laughs> right, yeah, like, okay. okay, well, like, what, right, I mean, no. like, that's what I'm saying, like, you're not, the like, you're talking, no, 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 yeah. so let's make it, go ahead, Taylor. I was, yeah, because young players, so let's say this, this can be their third season. But nothing more than that. Zion, I just don't think. Yeah, I mean, okay. So let's do achievable. Don't don't you potentially? I I think you have to have that conversation because, like, I'll just be like uh, Luka Doncic and Zion. That's who I would like to have next to him. Right. You know, you can't do that. Good answers. (laughs) It's our game of Family Feud. Good answer. (laughs) Show me Doncic. (laughs) Sorry, it was Lamelo Ball was the number one. I mean, it's it's a tough question. I mean, Towns is one of them, right? Right. I can think that you'd like to have a Carl Towns type of talent in OKC as a big guy. With the there's a lot of big guys that are kind of coming up in the NBA right now, and you look at guys under 25. There's a lot of them that are big guys, um, and so to have a dominant big on the offensive end would be great. And he's potentially available. He's he's one where you like you can see that Minnesota doesn't really have a direction. They've given up assets in the Jimmy Butler deal already, 
which has set them back. They paid Andrew Wiggins a ton of money, and they don't really have another guy next to him to help him. And so he's one where you're like, okay, like I can see a path to that um, existing. Uh, and then I just think that you have to look at the guys that are the, the best players because to me, Shea can play whatever position you want him to. You want him to be the lead guard? I think that there's still some question marks as to if he can be that kind of guy. But let's say he is, like, great. You compare him with a shooting guard. You compare him with a small forward, with a big man. You compare him with Deer and Fox, and they would play, you know, fine next to each other because Shea's big enough to play the two. That's why I think Shea will start at the two this year for OKC with Chris Paul in town. So, as far as like a a guy, I don't I don't know who else who else do you guys have in mind. So let me ask you. So these are potential guys that on the, like most people's top twenty five under twenty five list um, that people could that you think I I think maybe could potentially be had. Okay. Um. Either one of Miles Turner or Domas. Yeah. Doesn't fire you up. No, does not fire no. me up. What about Aaron Gordon? Not not fired up. Yeah. You could probably get Aaron. I mean, if you s- called the Magic and said, hey, we'll give you three first-round picks for Aaron Gordon. Like, that doesn't excite you. Plus Danilo Gallinari. We'll give you Danilo Gallinari and two first-round picks for Aaron Gordon. It would exci- it, I would like that. Yeah, but he's not like, a, like he's not a guy that you're like, oh yes, now we have our second star next to Shea. It's like, oh no, but he's a, he could be a filler spot. Like he's, a, he's at least a really good young player that won't get in the way. Yeah, he's a good like, pl- he's a good player. I just wouldn't I wouldn't be super jacked for like the the future of the Thunder is Aaron Gordon and SGA. You know, it's like oh okay. right, I agree. But it'd be cool to have you Aaron wouldn't be Gordon jacked, around. But they would, I don't know. That kind of, yeah, I don't. So that's. I think it goes back to the reminder. Like for me, it's it's the ideal is like a. I mean, like a. We, I think you were talking about this with Alex, like a Paul George esque kind of guy, <laughs> right? But a young, like you want a defensive minded three wing that can shoot. You know, like. So that's why I think anybody that has those guys, they're keeping them, especially on the rookie deals. Like they're gonna, they're in, they're basic, and most of those guys are gonna take the extension afterwards. So yep. most of those guys are in place for seven or eight years. I mean, that's that's gonna be the case. I mean, honestly, would you be more excited about Aaron Gordon or Devin Booker? Devin Booker, yeah. What about? I this I know this is, sounds stupid, but just thinking about those kind of three, you know, three D wingish type of guys. Like, I don't think I love his contract. I know I don't love his contract, but like, what about a guy like Otto Porter? It doesn't um, get you excited, but is that a yeah. piece? No, I'm no. out. I'm out on that. Here's one that is potentially gettable: Jalen Brown. What if the Celtics are just like we're we're not going to pay Jalen Brown? We'd rather trade him. That for me, that's I'd like, say. Go ahead. Yeah, that would be awesome. 
that would be like, oh, Jalen and Shea really could be the future. You would take Jalen over Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that. Speaking that of any sort of, I would because I just I, I think that Aaron Gordon's a four, more so, and he can't yeah. really shoot it. And I don't know. Aaron Gordon's probably he's a better player than Jalen Brown, but Jalen's younger. I don't know. I mean, you could. I'm trying to think of like a trade for for Jalen because I think that he's actually a pretty interesting trade candidate for them if they're not going to be willing and, and maybe they are maybe they're willing to pay pay up for him maybe that's the case i mean they're about to pay a lot for him tatum yeah him tatum they're already paying gordon hayward 32 million Kimbo the max kimbo's got the max. 32 jeez i mean i don't know he's interesting they how many that's people? that is in my like not out of this world it's not out of this world what would you give up for Jalen Brown? I don't know. I feel like we got 75 picks. They, they have 15, yeah, that's a thing. 15 first-round picks over the next seven years. I'd give up one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I mean, I'd give up. For real? Like, if they get to the point where they're like, man, we could really – and I know you'd have to figure out a way to make the money work. Man, Steven Adams would make a pretty significant difference on our team. Steven, some other wing option out of the Ferguson, Diallo, Robertson, and a couple picks. Like, I'd probably do that. Why do you need to do all that? That that seems like a lot. I don't know how Like, why wouldn't there. Steve? Well, I think the, the Steve, Steve is probably a financial thing, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just, I don't know. Okay, would you do this? Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown back to the Thunder. Okay. In return, the Boston Celtics get Steven, Andre, Terrence Ferguson, and one of the Miami first-round picks. Probably. That Gorgman contract is, is substantial. Well, what is it, two more years? Yeah. Basically, Steven and Terrence... Robertson for whatever value he holds or doesn't hold, and a first round pick for Jalen Brown is basically what it is. Is that too much? I feel like it, that feels like a lot. Feels like a like, lot. Like Stephen Adams, I think has a lot more not just financial value, but I do think player value than what we're like. There's like no Jalen Brown is not a finished product. Jalen Brown is still like I really like him. He's really good. He could be very good. That's yeah. why you trade for him. I don't, but Steven is like a for sure. If Steven was on the Celtics with Kemba and all those other guys, they would be better. Yeah. They're starting Ennis Cantor, mm-hmm. who killed Steven Adams. So actually, Ennis is better than Steven. <laughs> to me, it's like the Terrence question. I would rather move forward with like SGA, Terrence, Jalen Brown, you know, and see yeah. what they can do. And maybe Terrence isn't good enough, or maybe even Jalen's not good enough. I don't know, but I think that's a it's an interesting conversation to have. Cause yeah, Steven, and Jalen can play the three too. Yeah, he's a bigger wing. That's what they yeah. need. And like, if you're projecting, like, how do you yeah how do you get that bigger three? To to me, it's 
I want to pair SGA with somebody that's not in the league right now that's going to be in the draft. Right. Yeah. Like that's that's to me like the best path. Because if you're talking about a Jalen Brown, you got to pay him already. Yeah. You're talking about Devin Booker. The dude's already been paid. Talking about I will Towns. Say, he's been paid. I think the thing it does, number one, is it's more of a guarantee, right? Like if you pulled off a sign and trade with Jalen, because his extension, I'm assuming, is up this year. Yeah, I think that, <clears throat> yeah, he's eligible for extension right now. Yeah, so kind of in the same grant era, right? Yeah. Um, actually younger, though. He's young. He's yeah. younger. He's So the Ferguson yeah. era. Yeah. So I think the thing you're looking at is there's there's more, you've seen what Jalen Brown brings, right? Like, we know what Jalen Brown is. Um, I think that's the intriguing thing for me, because drafts just make me nervous, man, like, it's it's one of those things where it's there's no guarantee, um, and you hope with 15 first round picks over seven years, like dude, surely half of those hit. Dude, if you hit <clears throat> if you hit star on two, you're good. Yep, <laughs> changes your team, right? And so, you know, you're right. Two out of 15. Or if you have any luck in the lottery, to where it's either your pick, Miami's pick, maybe a future Clippers pick, a future Rockets pick, like whatever it is, if you hit on the lottery, where all of a sudden you're top three. Yeah, and remember, like the Pelicans, which I know it's freaking luck, but the Pelicans got the number one pick this year with yep. with really bad odds of getting it. Mm-hmm. They had a record thirty three wins, which is projected to be more wins than what Oklahoma City is projected to get this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just don't know. Like that's the thing is, if all of a sudden you slough off this Miami pick for Jalen Brown, and yeah, Jalen Brown is good, but that Miami pick, because Miami doesn't do as well, you, like, you just don't know. Like That could all of a sudden, Boston has one of those picks, and you'd protect it probably top three. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things where you just don't know what picks can be, both boom and bust is mm-hmm. kind of the, the thing that makes me nervous about moving them and keeping them. So, yeah. That's why I'm not a GM. What about Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Kings? Does that do anything for you? Hmm. Pretty stoked. I mean, he'd be a fun okay, guy to have. It, this is what's interesting about both these guys and this situation of, of paying them. Okay, mm-hmm. if the real star is not drafted yet, yeah. why does it matter if you pay Jalen Brown right now? It does Because the thing is, like, you can pay him now, and if, if your next star is drafted, well, you don't have to pay him for three or four years anyway. Yeah, well, it... All it does is give you flexibility if you don't trade for a guy like that moving forward. Yeah. And yeah. So, but in a year or two, that could provide more trade value. It also just like depends. It, it could, and it just depends on like what can you do with Chris Paul, and what do you get back for Gallinari? Are you getting back expirings? Are you getting back longer term money? Like, what are you, what are you getting back? Because you don't want to drag this team back into the tax. Like, I just don't think that. And I think the team right, would say, right, the team right. would say it doesn't matter to us. Like the tax doesn't matter as much to us as building a team for the future matters, because they intended to be over the tax this year anyways, and they have the money allocated for stuff like that. So yeah. I don't think that the team would say they care that much about it. But I think that ultimately you don't want you don't want this team to be a tax team even next year. And so can no. you find a landing spot for Chris Paul? Can you find a landing spot for for Gallinari, for Dennis Schroeder? You know, what do you do with with those contracts? 
mm-hmm. you can, then yeah, heck yeah, pay Jalen Brown. But if you're still I mean, paying, that's, if you're paying Chris Paul, that, Steven, and whoever you trade Gallinari for, and then you pay Jalen Brown, you're over the tax. Well, that well, yeah, but like if you can trade Chris Paul, like if you trade these guys with the big contracts, you have to still like make up some of that gap. You can't just you know like there's a floor. You still have to have a pretty good sized sa- uh, salary. Yeah. Well, I'm just wondering. On your team. And yeah. So, like, I don't know. If you trade Chris Paul, would you pay Jalen Brown? Yeah. If for sure. Chris Paul and Gallinari were gone, you would take on Jalen Brown's money. For sure. I would too. I would for sure. too. For it's sure. worth it. Yeah. I think, yeah, to get a bigger wing that can score and defend, yeah. I mean, it's, it's no question. He's a top 20 player under 25. Jalen? Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that, Kind of gets me excited. So if you can make that happen, it'd be great. I'll, I'll do my best. Next question is from at Hot Goth for you. <laughs> Are we allowed to call Shay Alex? Well, Shay Gilgis Saga or Saga Sega Sega. Except that was S E, right? I didn't Saga. know. I didn't know the extended name. Which I guess is Shay Gilgis. What do you mean? I don't know. Next question. You can call him whatever. Hey, here's the deal, man. Call him whatever you want to call him. Shay? Shy? Shay Gilgis? Shay Gilgis? Oh, his, his middle name is... A- wow. How would you pronounce this? A-I-C-I-A-N. Asian? Because his name is Shavante. Shavante. Shavante Asian Gilgis Alexander. Asian? Is it like Asian? Probably. Or Asian. I'm not sure it's Asian. How about Asian? We've got Andrew's first question for press day. Hey, media day. Pronounce your full name. All four of them. Shavante, Asian, Gilgis, That's, that's probably it, Asian. I, I've got some other questions, don't worry. Already, oh. Already. You want to give us a little cooking? A little preview? Nope. Oh. Hey, listen, that's a little like... <laughs> T B continued to be continued. <laughs> well, I don't know why the T B T B C. Nobody knows what that means. Continued, baby. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question is from at Thunder underscore Bus underscore Pod. What is the best fast food side item? And you can't just say Chick Fil A waffle fries. That's the best one, though. Is there any other options? I mean, we talked about the Arby's curly fries. Like fruit, fruit, fruit. No. Fruit. Where's the good fruit at? I don't know. Chick-fil-A. It's not that good. Here's the deal. Very okay. Stingy on the berries. <laughs> Where's the good fruit at? <laughs> Stingy on the berries, heavy on the apples. Get out of my face. It's too, it's I, I will get the fruit side just for my body's sake. Yeah. But yeah, I'm never really excited about it. I'm a huge tater tot guy. Are you? Huge. Sonic? No. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's where else I don't know where else I can get them. Uh, I don't know who else serves. Tots. It's hard, like it's hard to think outside of fries, man. It's hard. Well, think. listen to this, Jay. How about Arby's potato cakes? It's basically a big tot. Yeah, it's a giant tot. Yeah, no. If I'm going no, to Arby's I, and I don't get curly fries, and... can you call chicken minis a side? Sure. All right. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> you have the right to call anything. <laughs> 
All right, next question. Same Twitter follow, at Thunder underscore bus underscore pod. How would the current Thunder team do in the FIBA World Championships? Chris Paul, SGA, Ferg, Gallinari. I mean, they would win it. Yeah, they'd be great. Yeah, they'd be really good. I think Steven would be awesome in FIBA. That's always crazy to me he never plays. I don't plays. know why he doesn't play. I'm glad he's not playing because I he he apparently just can't last an 82-game season without yeah, for real. breaking down at the end. Um, so I'm glad he's not. I'm letting you know, like, one of the things that will be the most frustrating potential thing for this year is if they don't monitor minutes. Yeah. It will be the most shocking <laughs> frustrating thing that this team maybe has done chris paul and gallo average like 38 minutes a game what are you all doing i know it makes me a little nervous to be honest because it makes too much sense to do it and they just really haven't done it but i i also wonder if that's like a russell westbrook thing true he waved off a lot russell's like no i'm playing like if i can play i'm gonna play yeah and that's was his mentality the whole time which is why we loved him so much okay everybody that's why we loved him he played with a dent in his face for real. How many guys would play with a dent in their face? Not me. Remember he got that and it was like the se- that season was just awful. <sighs> and nightmare. he was back. And you're like, how is this happening? Like a game later. He missed one game. He missed one game. I thought when he had when you saw that, you're like, dude, he's he's done for a while. Hey, but, hater, we can all hear the sarcasm in your voice. We missed that <laughs> game. They missed the playoffs by one game. And it wasn't even like they tied New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, the Spurs it basically was, just remember those Pelicans games too. That season were just crazy. <sighs> Man, that was hey, a. But if if they didn't if if they didn't miss the playoffs like that, we wouldn't have gotten Cameron Payne. True. Thank God. <laughs> Which is the other side of draft picks. Uh, but <laughs> Dude, I know. Uh, next question from at Paul R. Valentine. Follow-ups last week's grocery store discussion. Number one, have you tried Sprouts gummy bears? Yeah, they're good. Yes, they're amazing. Well, this is one of those. Here's the thing about bulk items. This is where I'm glad my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. Bulk items is where you just like throw about Eight gummy bears in a bag, throw about eight glazed pecans in a bag. Those don't make it home. No. They're gone. Yeah. Because I destroyed Sometimes them. they don't yeah. even make it out the store. That is partially true. That's true. Hey, so I this came up on something else. Have you ever been one of those people that goes to a grocery store, grabs something off the shelf, eats it while walking through the store, and then pays for it an empty bag yeah. on the way out? You've been that? That's me. That's not surprising. That's me, like, every time. Well, when I go grocery shopping, I'll grab, a like, a cold iced coffee or something, drink that the whole time I'm shopping, pay for an empty can at the end. And usually they're like, do you want me to throw this away for you? Say, yep. And I say, I brought that in, actually. <laughs> right. I, I, it's, like, an oh, odd pet peeve to me, people that do that. Because I'm like, you know what? It's yours whenever you pay for it. Yeah. Right now, it is What's not the yours. Difference? So if someone could come to your shopping cart and take something out, and you're like, hey, that's mine. And they're like, no, you haven't paid for it yet. It's still free for all. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> that's, a, that's a poor jump. They and just you, grab your whole cart and be like, this one yeah, is good. the one I wanted. It's not yours. You haven't paid for it yet. Yeah, you still don't own it. You can have, like, you rights so over much. something without owning it. Dibs. Can you? It's more dibs. 
dibs. Yeah, dibs. Grocery stores dibs. It's not yeah. like when you call dibs on a specific seat that you just rip it up and take it home and then say it's I, mine. I think it's like more like owning a house where it's like you say all the stuff that's in your cart, you're like, yeah, this is my stuff. But really, there's still a 30-year mortgage. Like the bank really. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? The bank owns. Until yeah. you finish it's paying still not the off. same though because you're actually still paying money against the principal. Like you haven't paid for – It'd be if you got that coffee and you're like throw a dime in a bucket – yeah, that's true. I'm. This is partially mine. This is a dime worth of mine. Yeah, I'm. I'm out on eating in the grocery store. No, too, man. Unless it's my children and they're going they're, crazy. You're like just tell eat me, whatever. Here, here, eat tell the cashews. Eat the cashews. I don't know. It's just I. I don't. I'm not <laughs> eat as the cashews. That's very specific. Yeah, <laughs> it's happened. Um, yeah, I'm not as crazy about it as Jay is. Like I'm. It's not a. I wouldn't call it a pet peeve. It's just something I don't do. It has weirdly. I I can I confess that it's weird that it bothers me as much as it does. Yeah, because it does. Like it. Like oh. it feels weird here across the table. Yeah, you feel the heat. <laughs> you can feel the heat from your loins, your angry loins. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um. All right. Next question is from at Allen underscore Miller Taylor. What are your thoughts on Antonio Brown? Oops, wrong podcast. My thoughts on Antonio Brown are he's hilarious and that like if an NBA player acted sometimes half as wild as some of these NFL players do, they would be just destroyed. Is there like any Go ahead. I was just gonna like what's the closest NBA player to acting like Somebody this? actually did yeah. ask this question. I did not grab it and put it in here, sorry. Um run our test? I guess, but I don't know. He's like, I don't know anything about. So Antonio Brown basically was a problem in Pittsburgh, and everybody was like, "Well, maybe it's Pittsburgh. Maybe it's Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger." And they're like, "He went to Oakland for like thirty million dollars, and immediately has been nothing but problematic for them. Doesn't huh. want to play because the helmet's the wrong size. Went to France and did cryotherapy and like got frostbite on his feet." What? Dude, it's wild. Doesn't want to play. So the NFL is, you know, since they literally are making billions of dollars off of beating people's brains to death, mm-hmm. the NFL is trying to change some of the things. And one of them is like, we have these two or three official licensed helmets that we believe reduce the amount of impact on your head. Mm-hmm. You have to use these. And Antonio Brown doesn't like it because apparently it like blurs his vision and like it cuts off part of his peripheral vision on one side or the other. So he holds out. I'm not going to play until I can play with my helmet. He loses two different court cases, basically saying like appeals. You have to you have to wear the helmet. Sorry, like, yeah, you're playing in the NFL. And then in the middle of so he basically hasn't been there at all. A training camp in Oakland, and then the GM basically calls him out, and Antonio Brown and him get into an altercation where they have to be separated from one another. What level of player is he? Like the greatest receiver in the game. So who, yeah, he's like the number one. He'd be like. It'd be like Kawhi James Leonard, Harden. like James Harden. Yeah, Kawhi. Like, yeah. So there's no comp. No, it's it's crazy. Because our test was crazy, but he he was never like, I'm not going to play because of this and this and this. He always wanted to play. Allen Iverson. Iverson was never like, I don't want to play. He just didn't want to practice, which is kind of what Antonio Brown's doing. That's kind of what this is because it hasn't really started yet. Yeah, season starts, like but season. he's already been suspended because he got in a fight with the general manager. 
Yeah. So AI was never that something. extreme. No, in the game, like they do. There's a similarity a little bit in my my mind, but no, there's nothing like this. Yeah. How much? How much of players in the NFL acting like this though is is in retaliation to the owners having so much more control than the NBA ownership does? Dude, being an NBA fan and knowing more of the intricacies of the CBA and how player friendly this league is. Yeah. And then looking yeah. at the NFL, dude, dudes are signing like $50 million contracts and like 20 of it is guaranteed. Yeah. And yeah. they can just cut players. Like, no, yeah. we're not going to pay right. them. Cut them. Franchise tag. The NFL ownership is the most lopsided power dynamic in all of sports. MLB, and maybe it's that's like more what it is. To be fair for NFL to NFL players, maybe that's more what it is. Is you just feel like they just don't have enough control or say in the matter, so they have to protest and be crazy. Well, and then also like to put it to be fair as well as it's also the sport in which the shelf life is the shortest, and the devastation to the body is the highest. Like yeah. That's what's so wild. And I get it. They have like, you know, 70 players on their rosters and practice squads. Like, there's all of these things. But, dude, man, like, that's why I don't have any problem with some of these guys holding out. I'm like, running backs, five yeah. years. And they're, most of them are out of the league and are broke. Mm-hmm. Broke. Adrian Peterson's in $5 million worth of debt right now and has made over 70 in his career. Wow. That's insane. Is he still playing? Yeah, he's still playing. So there's layers to that, right? And the same thing, there's an NBA conversation to that where it's like you have a 19-year-old kid making $40 million. It's like, and we don't prepare them at all for any of this. So some of it is that as well, but it's, man, dude, NFL, that thing is wild. That's crazy. Well, and that's part of the issue with, and also NFL players have most likely played longer in college too. Yep, because you have to. You have to spend three years in college. Yeah. Yeah. And so like look at a guy like Ezekiel Elliott who in my head he's one of the youngest like the up and coming NFL he's players. He's 45 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's tw- but he's 24 and for a running back it's like oh so he's already been playing 6 years like this. Yep. You know? And Dallas is already starting to treat him like well we need to figure out what Move we're on do to the next Ezekiel one. Elliott. Yeah. But it's crazy. Him a lot of money. It's crazy. So really, though, the real question that Alan Miller wanted to bring up is Devin Hall, two-way contract. Hmm? Question mark? Hmm? Meh? It happened. And Dort, is that what you said? Or that's just the two guys they have on two ways? Those are two two-way guys. Yeah. If you're going to do it, I'm just glad it's not a center. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they didn't bring Dakari back. Hall didn't blow me away. In summer league, which I, I we always talk about this, not the greatest evaluation. Yeah. But the thing that makes me nervous about Hall from summer league is the same thing that was the question mark coming out of Virginia. He's just athletically pretty blah. He's limited, yeah. Uh, he's not quick. His his shot, it's it looks good, but he did not hit with any consistency in summer league. Um, looking he, at some of his stats from Australia last year, like he's okay. He's he's fine. I mean, the, rea- for the, blue. the reality is that you're signing a two-way player, like one out of how many are actually going to make the league. Right. Like one out of 50 Maybe. total in the NBA are going to make it. Mm-hmm. There's 60 of them total if everybody signs two of them. 
So, like, the odds, like, you sign him, like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Yeah, that's going to be every guy. Right. Like, every single two-way guy, you, you have major questions about what they can do and who they are. And two-way players, they can, like, they don't, they're not locked into these guys, right? Or are they? No, you can, I mean, you can cut them. They'll have, like, guaranteed, like, yeah. 500,000 right. or something. Because they moved on from a couple two-way players of the last year. Yeah, Dante Grantham, they moved on from this the summer. And then the Texas A&M big... Yeah, the guy that Barry Trammell called Hamadou <laughs> Diallo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, it's, these are two-way players. We shouldn't invest a lot of energy in them. If they work out, great. If they turn in, like, the Thunder, here's the deal. The Thunder have already beaten the odds and signed a two-way player to a contract in Deontay Burton. And so, like, to expect, like, fran- franchise-altering franchise player altering two-way. Player. I, I'm a big believer. In I'm Deontay. letting you know. As much as you enjoy Burton, yeah, I am that in on Dort, for real. Okay, I think Dort has a a, a career in the NBA. Dort Island over here, Lou Gintz. What if he just can never shoot it? I don't know if Jay, it necessarily matters. He doesn't even have a picture on the internet. I mean, he I does. googled OKC Thunder roster. Everyone has a picture, even. Justin Patton. I'm telling you, Dort. watching Dort play, and dude, I guarantee, like, I know I will probably be wrong on this. I just think he looked like an NBA guy. Dort's You're not even Dort, on Basketball Dort. Reference. How is he not on Basketball Reference? Because they're stupid. <laughs> Jay, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Club. Dort's dorks. I'd like to talk to somebody about that knows something within like a team that can tell me why Dort wasn't drafted. It has to be Cause, shooting. Because he was projected to be a first-round pick. Everybody yeah. thought he was going to be a first-rounder. Speaking of, did you see Bull Bull just signed a two-way contract at Denver? Yeah. That's wild. Speaking of. Dude is like top four recruit coming in. Like Everybody thought he was going to be incredible, and then people were like, he's not. He's not very good. He, He's good. Sorry, he's not very reliable. And we yeah. don't think he actually likes basketball. If he doesn't like basketball and his body's not going to hold up, then there's no reason to to sign him to a to a deal other than that. Yep. It's smart. Yep. It's really smart. It's like, listen, like this is this is where you're at. And you're going to have to prove it. And if he can't do it, because they signed him for 2 years to that 2A deal. You know, it'd be I mean, so I'd go watch the Blue versus whatever the Denver G League yeah. team is? I don't even know if they have a G I don't think they have a G League team. All right. Guys, I have great news. Go ahead. We are more popular than Lou Gwen Stewart. We have more followers on Twitter. Oh, I need wow. to go follow him. Dude, is it, uh, conceding that I am probably wrong, but dude, he was probably the guy I watched the most in Summer League that I was like pretty excited about watching play. He brings it. He does. He is not as good, and so I'm just saying that right now, but I think he reminds me a ton of Marcus Smart. A yeah. ton of Marcus Smart. It's, yeah, that's the easiest comp because he's big. He's got a little thickness to him. He, yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, he's, he's interesting for sure. But yeah. And for a two-way, man, this is what you do with two ways. Yeah. Try to see if you can get somebody that sticks. Yep. All right, next question is from at... Oh, underscore God. 
Petty Pendergrass, which is a fantastic name. <laughs> Uh, with CP3 at the helm, do you think Steven Adams can become a top five center? I already see him winning most improved player, averaging 18 to 20 points and 13 to 16 rebounds a game. What do you guys think about Adams? I'm going to step away for a second. I'm going to let you guys talk maybe a little bit about Adams. Okay. Potential for this year. Top five is is a, uh, a lofty goal, don't you think? Top five center? Yeah. Well, let's go through them. Embiid. Jokic. Embiid, Jokic, Stephen Adams, three. So Steven yes, he's in there. <laughs> is uh, Anthony Davis a center? No, uh, no, he's gonna because cl- he refuses to say he's a, to play center. So no, he no. is the one. He'll close, right? Uh, he's still saying he doesn't want to play center. Okay, we can take him. We can take him out of it. Um, is okay. he better than Miles? Would you rather have Miles Turner or um, or Steven? Before seeing Miles Turner play this year in the NBA, I'll say Steve still. Okay. Clint Capella or Steven? Oh, God. I don't know. What about you? I still think Steven's more skilled. I think that Capella's been in a better situation. Than Stephen has. Uh, statistically, Capella is a better defender. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I guess, but they're they're similar levels. Rudy yeah, Gobert is. Very I'd rather have Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Yep. So there's three. Uh, Vucevic. Uh, oh God. Vucevic was really good. He's so good. That's a guy that no one, just because he's on the Magic, but he is freaking really good. Towns. I'd rather have Towns. Rather have Towns. Rather have Porzingis. You'd rather have Porzingis. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's five right there. Yeah. So for him to get to top five, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Yeah, even if you take Clint Capella out of the equation, he's still not top five. No, because, I mean, I think that you. A lot of people probably consider Anthony Davis a center, which he should be. I think you should take Vucevic over Steven. Because like if Steven was on the Magic last year, is Steven making the all-star team? I think the answer is no. No. So, and even like these younger centers, like DeAndre Ayton, like what's he going to be yeah. in the next few years? Like he's, That guy's going to be super good. Is Drummond better? I don't think Drummond's better. I don't think Al Drummond. Horford's better. Al Horford's better. I think I might rather have Miles Turner. So I just see, don't it's, I just don't think that the you can idea get there. of Miles Turner to me is way better. And he and he Miles Turner turned it on last half of last season. Yeah. And he looks good in the FIBA World Cup, but like I don't think that this is a very good showing of how good of these how these players will actually play this year. Yeah, I mean, so, I think top 10 is even a question with all the guys that we've mentioned. Wow. I'm, I mean, I'm the serious. Top 10. There's a lot of know, big guys but. coming up that are going to be good. Like, does, I mean, is Marvin Bagley going to be a center? Ultimately? Yeah. Is um, Jaron Jackson going to be a center moving forward? Like, there's going to be guys moving up. I just don't, scoring is so important. It's really important. And Steven can score. And I think this is kind of a big year. We didn't talk about Steven as like a prove-it guy. But he's kind of a prove-it guy this year. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
mean, they're paying him the big bucks. He's in a situation where he should get more touches. Right. He's playing with a point guard that theoretically meshes better with him. I mean, this is kind of a proving year for him, too. Yeah. And he's playing with a forward that is going to attract more attention. He will have the most space he's had since KD left. Yeah, no doubt. And that year, it was with Ibaka next to him, and Ibaka wasn't taking that many threes. No, but he at least was a threat enough where he would get, if he drifted, people, people would, would go, follow him. would go with him. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be the best situation as far as space-wise goes for him in a while. Because Jeremy didn't, Jeremy was good from the corners. He just didn't provide the space. No, he, he didn't have the gravity yet. I think maybe in another year. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe with the Nuggets. That, that happens. Aiden's going to be better, I think. Aiden, Aiden will be so better. Good. Aiden will be better. Yeah. I, I agree. Well, and we got to see him a lot early, right? Like when Adam, y'all may have already mentioned this, but Adams would just destroy him earlier in the season. And I mean, he obviously improved throughout the year because he was he even improved in those games that they yeah. played. True. Yeah. He yeah he Adams crushed him like the first two times, and it wasn't as bad yeah. the last time they played him. But yeah, I don't. I mean, Stevens good, but we're reaching the point where he's becoming more of a finished product. Unless he actually decides to shoot threes, and if he's good at that, that takes him up another level. But if he never does that and he's just kind of is who he is, you know, it's it's going to be I don't know that he can be a top 5 center. Because I think that you have to be a potentially 2010 type of guy to get to get there. Yeah, which is what this Twitter question does say. Like with those statistics, I think you're in the conversation. Um it's hard to get most improved player if he can be like an 18 and 11 guy this year, which is possible, that's within the realm of possibilities for Steven, um, then like we can have more of a conversation. But right. that's got to happen first. We got to see that happen. You're right, which is why there's a little bit of that prove it part of it. So, all right, let's look at this question from at Luke Austin Helms. Assuming the West was a little less competitive and OKC wanted to take a shot at a run right now, who do you think would be a realistic or who would you want to pursue with our assets? So if the Thunder wanted to make an addition to this roster to make a run this year, yeah, is there anybody out there you think that would be a good additional piece to this team? I mean, the... The easiest answer is Bradley Beal. That would be helpful. Don't you think? Yeah, the only thing I would say is, like, you obviously do that, but if you're starting Chris Paul and Shea, like, do you just run three, kind of like the Rockets do with Russ, Harden, Gordon? Why not? I don't know. That's what I'm asking, apparently. I would. If you could, I mean, if you could start CP3... SGA, um, Bradley Beal. Beal. I mean, you're not going to be a great defensive team, but Gallinari and Steven Adams. But the amount of shooting that you have out there would be unreal. Like, that would be a really good team. How do we still have, how would we get Bradley Beal and still have Gallinari, Steven Adams, and Chris Paul? Because you trade them Dennis Schroeder and Andre Robertson and five first round picks. Ugh. 
I mean, that's a good starting five. Yeah. But yeah. like, is it, it's not, it's still not good enough though. No, but that's I mean, what I'm saying like, why do we, I don't want to talk us good enough for what though? Like that's this. competitive. They'd like, be, they'd be, they'd be competitive. Yeah, I mean, they'd be as good as Portland. You could, that's yeah, a, but why do you want to be competitive? You don't, you don't. They, they want, that would be good if you're, if but Bill the, is also like young enough where he's growing. Yeah. I mean, I, he's, he is, there's no doubt. I just if you're looking at a two year window, then yeah. The thing is like Beal can leave in two years. True. And I don't that's you're not exactly setting yourself up for another ten year run. And that's why you want to build through the draft. Right. And that's why you want to build through players that have more controllable contracts. Beal doesn't have a controllable contract. Next after this season, he's an expiring contract. You're right. You're right. But he it, likes Billy Donovan. If you were trying to make a two-year run, then you'd yeah. probably do that. And the Thunder would be right there in the mix. I think so. Bradley Beal, Chris Paul, Gallinari, Steven Adams, SGA. Like, that's a great... That's a good team. And if SGA can grow into, like, a bigger role, I mean, you have three guys that can handle the ball, really four with Gallinari. You're going to struggle on the defensive end. But you've still got Mike Muscala. Whoa. That's exciting. <laughs> Dude, I hope he just I hope that's the most improved player. Mike. All right, next question from at implicit storm. Hulu or Netflix? Is it really a question? Netflix, right? Yeah. I haven't cut the cord yet, so I don't use Hulu. I've tried to use Hulu, it's not my favorite. Yeah. I don't love what it. What about you, Tay? I admit, um, I probably don't Netflix, use all of its functionality, though. Go, sorry. Netflix is the best, but I'm glad to have like Amazon Prime and Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, the game changer is going to be when Disney Plus comes out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what Netflix is going to do. They're going to lose a lot of titles. They will lose a lot of titles. Yeah, but they've been, they still get all the comedy stuff. When does they that do launch? good documentaries. This fall, I think. <gasps> I know. Yeah, that's exciting for Disney. And <laughs> I mean, do you guys watch a lot of documentaries though? No, not a see. Time. That's that's the best thing about Netflix is they have a lot of really good documentaries and put a lot of time and money into those. Yeah, those and stand-up specials. Which, if I'm by myself trying to find something to watch, it's it's one of those two things. So I really value Netflix for that, which is something that they won't lose. Well, and the Disney. stuff they produce, you know? like Stranger Things and stuff like Fantastic. that. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 It's great. Supposedly Mind Hunters is really good. I've heard it's good. Mind Hunter is really, really good. I watched really like good. the first 15 minutes and was like, okay, I don't, I can't watch this with my wife and son. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Just a few more questions for you. One from at. Meadors918 or Meadors. Sorry, I butchered that. Uh, the pod has been getting a lot of hate on Twitter lately. I didn't know we had, but good to know. As you guys get bigger, what is your strategy for handling it? Most of which seems unwarranted based on what I've seen. Just got to ignore the haters, bro. Hey, you got haters? You're doing something right. Say see you laters to the haters. Yeah, tell them to turn their frowning attitudes onto smiling attitudes. Yeah. 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 Turn that frown upside down. Uh, the truth is I just don't really care. Yeah. 
Like also, is the truth that we have actual haters? I don't think we really do. There's some. I, I think so. Sure. There's definitely some haters. I, I, so real, real talk. Hard for me to have haters at first. Yeah. I wanted to make everybody happy. I know. I wanted to everybody to like us. I know. There's a lot of layers to my personality that feed into that. Mm-hmm. But then you eventually, like one of the growth, my my personal growth responses to this world is you can't make everybody happy. Mm-mm. So if you make you try to make everybody happy, you're gonna make nobody happy. And the person wow. you're gonna upset the most by making everybody happy or trying to make everybody happy, the person you're gonna hurt Your the most is yourself. Oh wow! And Jesus. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the truth of the matter with with our show is like we have so many great people that listen For real. and that we interact with that if we have the small amount of people that dislike us or feel like they need to come after us or hate on what we do it's just like whatever man like we've we we've accomplished way more than what we would have ever imagined. Like it's it's pretty much just like all gravy from here. And if somebody doesn't like it, it's like, whatever, man, like this has been an amazing thing for us. And I, there's not, there's not one person or one person that makes a comment or whatever that can ruin that for me. So, and what's cool. One of my favorite things that does happen on Twitter is when somebody does say something and then like all of our, Twitter friends and fans like jump in and are just like yeah and that's the thing is that you suck idiot yeah and if like if there was people that are coming at us or whatever I we, we could expose them pretty easily and there'd be a lot of people that would be like what are you guys talking about and, but the deal is it just doesn't matter like it that doesn't matter somebody that's going to take the time to come after you and say that what you're doing sucks there's something sad going on in their life is the truth. Yeah, also like, hey, this is a free podcast that we're not forcing you to listen to. So, yeah, don't listen. Hurt people, hurt people. Hurt people. Also, hurt people. if that offends you and you come at us because we say you're sad, all you're doing is proving our point. It's true. All right, two more questions for you. First one's from <laughs> at 97PS Samuel. P Samuel, 97P Samuel. Oh, Parker. Oh, okay. Uh, um, if you're accounting for the stratosphere, which is better, a BK Whopper or a Mickey D's Big Mac? Is it bad to say the Whopper? No, I don't like Big Macs. Quarter pounder? Quarter pounder I'd go for. Quarter pounder. Yeah. I liked I liked a good Big Mac back in the day. Man, yeah. that thing would really fill you up. And they put that... Uh, <laughs> What do they put on there? Special yeah, sauce. Thousand man. Island. A lot of bread. Yeah, thousand Island dressing. Yeah, but they call I it McDonald's it. special sauce. Two all beef patties, lettuce, pickles, tomato. No. Yeah. Special, sauce. special sauce. All right. <laughs> I heard. I heard millennials are killing the Big Mac. Yeah, freaking millennials. That's what I heard. <laughs> do millennials even know what a Big Mac is? Nah, man. Come they on, don't bro. even know, man. They grew up on McGriddles. Can you believe how freaking you know, you know what millennials are doing? They're ordering extra value meals, like dollar menu stuff, because we're broke. Yeah, that's we're all millennials. We're, yeah, I know for real. Like all of us are. <laughs> that's millennials. what we like. That's what we like. In the definition, we're all millennials sitting here. Our, our last Twitter. Yeah, maybe, Taylor, may, maybe Taylor's not. Maybe no, Taylor's, he's, he's still no, a millennial. I am. Okay. Last Twitter questions from at Bangelope. I also asked my four-year-old what food-related question to ask you, and she says to ask you sandwich. 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 What's your favorite sandwich? 
I could have any sandwich. Yeah, any of them. Um, probably the macaroni pony at <sighs> the mule. They're putting a mule up here in Edmond. I know, man. Woo! It's pretty cool. So excited. Pretty cool. Man, if you had to make that is for real, my favorite. Like it's got, like I love oh, no. barbecue sauce, mm-hmm. and so yeah. I love mac and cheese. Yeah, and the bread is great. I, I mean, get it without the pickles, but yeah, same, same, same. Yeah. Oh no, I love the pickles. Seal there today at lunch. That's what yeah, I'm <laughs> dude, for real. But yeah, that's probably if you're making one at home. If I'm making a sandwich at home, you a turkey guy? You a ham guy? You a roast like beef ham, guy? Ham. ham? You're a ham man? Yep. Taylor, what do you do with sandwiches, man? Yeah, PBs, PBs, and Jays. Uh, no, I'll do like some form of like cheese sandwich with like pesto and other stuff oh, on yeah. it. Okay, Dang, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You keep pesto yeah. in the house? You make your own? Trader Joe's has killer pesto. Pesto's so good, I, man. Pesto. I keep that on deck. Pesto you know, un- underrated. <laughs> pesto is good. It's good. Pesto on your pizza, really good. I like it. Pesto with your pasta, also good. Very good. Yeah, we do that a lot. We just like get some. Uh, you know, ravioli, dab a little bit of pesto around it, you're done. You're ready to go. That's no, a five-minute meal. No red Taylor's sauce? Kitchen. No red sauce. I mean, sometimes we will. But hey, dude, next time, take a little red sauce and a little pesto, put it all together, throw it in there. Woo. Yep. Oh, purple sauce. Throw a little pesto in your Chef Boyardee. They call that the resto sauce. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Where the meat's on this, <laughs> the meat is on the inside and the outside. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, one final question for you. Are you miffed or are you peeved? Miffed, miffed, miffed and peeved. Taylor, are you miffed and peeved? Um, not today. Just thinking about um, Andrew making fresh pesto, like going to the grocery store, buying all the ingredients, making this delicious pesto. <laughs> And then cracking open a can of Chef Boyardee. A little bit of that fresh pesto on that Chef Boyardee. <laughs> that myth peeved you? No, I love, I'm, I'm grateful and blessed. You'd be thinking about that. Andrew, you have to peeve? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, dude. My freaking printer doesn't work. And it makes me so angry. You have a printer at home? Yeah. I have a printer. I know. That's, you actually print stuff, I guess, apparently. To print stuff. Things. I know. I haven't owned a home printer in a long, long time. Just because you don't need paper? Uh, just because I work like three minutes from here. So if I need to print something, I just Dude, go in there. I know, things. but I just don't have that anymore. I, I used to I used to live that life. You did, man. It's a good life. It's a good life. I don't also print a whole lot of personal things. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I printed something. Oh, that's not true. I printed something yesterday for my son. He had to create something and I had to get print some Thunder logos actually for a little thing. See, I, I, yeah, I have... It's infuriating. Printers, I didn't, I stopped buying printers at home because it was like within a day and a half, you had to buy new cartridges. They're all garbage. I know. They're all garbage. All garbage. It's a freaking Ponzi racket. It's awful. I'm trying to think if I'm miffed or peeved. God, I hate printers. I'm miffed or peeved thinking about Taylor drinking cold brew at Trader Joe's that he didn't freaking buy yet. <laughs> I mean, I bought, I bought it. You didn't. Listen, it's a mortgage. When you pick it up off the shelf and put it in your cart, that's a thirty-year mortgage. Have you? Have you ever? You're so full of crap. Have you ever? Did you put a down payment on that, man? Yep. Have you ever drank <laughs> one and then not paid for it? No, never have done. Never have I done that. Okay, good. I was about to 
kick out. <laughs> nah, of course I do that every time, dude. Sometimes they have little trash cans around. You just throw that can in there. You get a good snack in for free. <laughs> they basically the way I see it is they they have demos out. If they don't have demos out, I think you're allowed to just take like a bag of chips and eat those. Yeah, try it before you buy, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but then finish it and then be like. I don't think I want any more of those. <laughs> Dust the whole bag and then tell them, I don't think I like that. Makes me think yeah, of Parks and Rec. I enjoyed those. When they're offering the uh, meatless bacon. Would you like to try this meatless bacon? He's like, yes, I'll take one. He throws it in the trash. <laughs> Another. <laughs> Another. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to our pod. Three weeks. Three weeks. We'll get there. It's coming. Would you Have guys try meat? Would you try human bacon? No. God, go away. <laughs> I would. I'm I'm on the point now where I'll actually try like meatless uh, meat. Yeah. Yeah, but would you try human bacon? No. God, stop. <laughs>